0: You're listening to The Regular Podcast from Pete The Vet's blog. This was
1: first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete Weatherburn, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. How are things? Great, thanks. In the great. world of animals. Um, bit of controversy you were telling us, uh, um, as told by the Daily Mail yesterday. Yes. Um, well, basically, it's it's something which has come up before. And to people
0: who who, who aren't interested in this area, they might think it's not terribly important, but it's about dog training. And what happened was last week, the one show on Friday evening um, featured a, a new so-called expert dog trainer, who's a 21-year-old who's a very dishy looking lad, I have to say. Um, anyway, he was training a dog, Little Terrier, that's very aggressive. And so it made quite good television. You had this little Jack Russell um, snarl Anytime time the owners went near the, the food, it was attacking the male when it came in through the front door, um, and it would um, guard the, the owner's bed. So if anybody came towards the, the teenage girl when she had the dog beside her, it would snarl and snap at anybody who went close. So this new dog trainer, um, on the one show, what he did was he he used a method of dominance to to stop the dog from doing this. In other words, he kind of terrified the dog into a corner. So that eventually, the dog learned, well, I'm I'm not going to mess with that guy. So I'm going to I'm I'm not going to be aggressive anymore. And that. That was then. It that was it. So the end of the the program, you had this dog that was no longer snarling at the dog trainer when 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 he approached him. So that was presented as a good way to train a dog. Now the problem is that anybody who knows about modern dog training techniques knows that that's the wrong way to do things. Why didn't it didn't work? It worked for that particular man in that particular situation, at the cost of terrifying the little dog. Now, what what he'd have done if anything is taught the dog well, don't snarl when that man's around.
1: But <laughs> but, but uh, when you're in place uh, and you're dominant over others, you can still do absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, right.
0: Aggression works. He used it. On you now you use it. You carry on using it as you've been using it before. So um, and the main problem I have with this is simply that it's, it's it. If people at home who watch that program tried to use the same techniques on their own little dogs that were being aggressive, they would have a very high risk of being bitten themselves and being bitten quite badly, which could well result in, in, in those dogs then being euthanized as as impossibly aggressive animals. So I, I kind of was, I wrote a blog about this in my Daily Telegraph um, animal-themed blog this morning, and I was kind of asking the question, well, you know, how does the BBC go about choosing experts in different areas? like? Do, do, do they not look at things like training and, and qualifications? Um, uh, because their new dog trainer doesn't seem to have any of those. Um, or do they just go by, you know, well, he looks quite good in telly and, and we heard that he's half decent, you know? They, do they have a policy for, for how they choose people who who are... I mean, if you call somebody an expert, you surely have to carry out some sort well, of Well, what's the procedure. proper
1: way of training a dog then? There's lots of dogs do things that you don't want them to do. Yeah.
0: The, the basic principle, which is widely acknowledged as being the correct way and the best way of doing things, is, is simply to... Um, not to reward bad behavior and to reward good behavior. The mistake that many people make is to reward bad behavior. So a dog dog snarls at you um, and you give a dog what it wants. Well, you've just rewarded the dog for snarling at you and and therefore um, it's going to do it again. And so what you have to try to do is to get the dog to do things that you want to do and to reward it for those things. So, I mean, and it's not possible to give a, a snap answer to an aggressive dog. This is what you do. This will fix the problem. You have to look at the whole lifestyle of the dog, every way in which But what do we want interacts. a quick
1: fix. I mean, you might say, okay, there's no quick fixes on this, but mm-hmm. this dog is doing this thing. Yeah. You've got to stop oh, a, it quickly and problem, then maybe yeah. retrain it. Or. But,
0: but, but what you need to do is you need to have a conversation with the owners about every every aspect of how they interact with the dog. Like, you know, um, who feeds the dog? What time do they feed it? What what do they give the dog? Um, who takes the dog for walks? Um, how much exercise does it get? Um, you know, how how many different people are involved in interacting with the dog? Do they have a consistent way of interacting with it? Um, You know, I know television loves to simplify things, but there are ways of simplifying things which produce safe results rather than presenting a, a, a situation which... Looks kind of magical in, on television, and um, it fits in with people's people's um, stereotypes, you know. Which is basically dominance works, but it's just not accurate, and it's dangerous. So you know, the one show should really should sh- they, they should know better than that. To to to, to, to um um basically, there's been a b- big outcry in the UK about this. It's not just me saying this. Um, a lot of the the, the large um, organisations that work with dogs have come out saying, look, this is. It was wrong that this was done, and the BBC should, BBC should, should, should apologise for it, and should, should take some action, which they haven't done yet. So we'll, we'll see how it pans out, anyway.
1: OK, well, your your comment um, as regards how they pick has got yourself into trouble with Owen, I'm afraid. Oh. Um, picking for more looks uh, than knowledge <laughs> on TV. Um, let me see what he says here. Uh, very, 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 yeah, three verys there. Strange comment from uh, the vet guy Pete about the dishy guy dog trainer. Liberal envelope has been pushed over the cliff in Irish media.
0: Oh, what does he mean by that
1: um, I suppose you're commenting on the looks of um, you're wondering was, no, I, was the person picked for their looks rather than their knowledge
0: well, look if you saw the guy like he, said, he, he they why else would they have picked him it clearly wasn't for his training and experience you know they, they picked him because he looks good in television I presume. I mean, that's how often they pick people for television, isn't it? Understandably, because the viewers like them, like people to look good in television.
1: But listen, let's bring it back to uh, ourselves. <laughs> if we get a new dog, yeah. what should we actually do? Um, well, the best thing you can do is... They do all even, sorts of strange but, things. But even before the you furniture. Get,
0: even before you get a dog, you should buy a book that tells you about how a dog's mind works. There's a very good one written by a, a vet called Bruce Vogel called the dog's mind and basically you buy that book and you read it from the start to the finish and that will let you know it'll teach you how to understand you know how the dog perceives the world and what motivates the dog and if you then put that knowledge into practice of of basic interactions with dogs you're far more likely to have a well-behaved animal you know when people do things like um, you know um Letting the dog do exactly what it wants to do. Um, they get away with it a lot because because dogs are, you know, they've been bred over generations to be biddable, fairly easygoing animals. But if you get a dog that happens to be a tough little terrier and you let that dog do exactly what it wants all the time, indeed, you even reward it for doing bad things, to do things, for doing things which don't fit in with you,
1: well, they, you're just
0: going to end up with really big trouble.
1: And so, do you think attention of any sort is a reward, it is, even if you're absolutely. giving out to the dog? That one of the most basic things is when you have a puppy, a young little puppy,
0: like eight or nine weeks old. Play biting is a common problem. So, the, the puppy's coming forward to you and, and biting at your, your your feet or your children's hands or whatever. And um, the very basic thing is to teach that puppy not to play bite and how you how how you do that first of all you make a yipping noise like a like a mother dog yipping at her at her pup telling it not to do something and if the dog comes back and does it again you turn around and walk away and ignoring a dog is by far in the best the best way of, of okay oh of, you know problem is that if you just say, no, that's a naughty thing to do, you bold little puppy, don't you ever bite me like that again. As far as the dog's concerned, you're saying, that was really good. I love it when you bite me like that.
1: You know, they don't get it. They love the attention. They don't understand the words. All right. Okay. Uh, A question here. We have a German shepherd. uh, Nine months. He is indoors most of the day and sleeps outdoors. I feel um and 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 sleeps outdoors okay it's just the way the, the text is we have a German shepherd nine months he is indoors most of the day and he sleeps outdoors. I feel in winter we should keep him in the kitchen at night, but my partner who is his master says no way, even though he adores the dog, what is fair to the dog I think both are fair to the
0: dog i i mean i I think um as long as a dog has a sleeping area outside that's well insulated that's draught free that's dry um And, you know, as long as it's a dog with a reasonable coat, like a German Shepherd, I don't see there's a problem with that. Um, It'd be different if you're just chucking a dog out into an open yard, you know, as exposed to the elements. And if it's a a dog with a very fine coat that's not going to be kept warm enough. You obviously couldn't do that. And I think you also possibly, in in times like the the bleakest of weather that we've had, you'd have to put some sort of heating in the dog's kennel, you know. Um, But you can get those. You can get microwave heater, you know, pads that you put into the microwave and heat up and they stay warm for 12 hours. So I think as long as you're paying attention to the dog's comfort, the dog doesn't necessarily have to come into the house
1: right do you think the dog sort of gets used to it and be wondering why then it's thrown out had you got used to it for two months well, uh,
0: dogs love routines and yeah. so um you know any change the dog's routine is going to unsettle it i suppose
1: right okay so <laughs> th- i hope that answers your question anyway so as long as you uh, take uh, into consideration what the outside elements are like yeah leave them outside it's ireland
0: the, c- the climate is temperate enough that dogs can be fine outside even in the winter
1: Okay. Just to say, by the way, Ashling got in touch from Wicklow Town. Can you please mention that a black dog was found last night at the Grand Hotel? It's either a greyhound pup or a whippet. A beautiful dog. I'm sure the owner will certainly be missing her. So that's Ashling has found this dog. What's a whippet, Pete? A whippet is a. It looks like a miniature greyhound. They're lovely dogs, actually.
0: They're, they're kind of petite, they're like the size of. Uh of a Jack Russell, or a bit bigger maybe, uh, but they, they've got tall, they've got long skinny legs and skinny bodies and long pointy noses with big eyes. They're gorgeous dogs. They make lovely pets. By the way, everybody, if you're listening, get your pet microchipped because microchipping solves all these lost dog problems. If every I mean, I, I think that dogs should, should be compulsory to microchip dogs in this country, and if we did that, there'd be no problem with lost dogs or found dogs or anything, that basically the stray dog problem would be solved if people microchip their dogs.
1: So the dog gets a, a little... It's about the size of a grain of rice. Right. GPS it's, it's thing. injected Is, no? in the back of their neck and it's just like a barcode. Oh, right. Sorry, it's not GPS. It's just, it's a, not a GPS. It's just a an, an ID It's chip. an ID.
0: And basically, it's, it's a 15-digit number that on, a, on an internet database, it, it links up to the owner's name and address. It, like, we would probably twice a week... Um, a lost dog would be presented to our vet, perhaps we'd scan it and we get the microchip and we'd return it to the owner and it makes things much, much easier.
1: All right. One more uh, question. My daughter has a four month old pup. No matter what we do, it won't stop peeing even when we uh, let it into the house. Not just drips, puddles. What can we do? Uh, we have tried not to make a fuss and just ignore but obviously they don't like it well, this is from Sylvia yeah
0: that's quite unusual dogs puppies don't normally piddle quite so much and I, I would wonder maybe could there be a health problem there a medical problem there because um, if dogs there are different diseases that can cause to drink more than usual and then they obviously produce much more urine and then even if they house train they can't hold it in because it's not physically possible because there is so much urine so i would be concerned to make sure they've, they've looked into that and maybe asked their vet about that otherwise it is just a house training issue and if you have that sort of house training problem i find the best answer is to use a thing called a dog crate that's where you use a metal cage that becomes the dog's um, if you like a dog's bedroom and the dog's bed goes in there and, and some toys and if you're not directly interacting with the dog the puppy goes into there and um, dogs know not to mess in their own den um, and they're more likely to hold on if they can find a small area like that than if they're just ambling around the house. The problem with puppies is they haven't yet learned that the entire house is a no-go area and so they are inclined to find a little corner and, and relieve themselves there. So if you, if you look on the internet if you search under puppy crate training you'll you'll find some good advice on how to use such a thing it can't can't be abused though some people think that dog crates are bad because you just put a dog in them and leave them there all day and all night but that's not the way they're used they're used they're used properly they can just be a very effective way of helping with dog training
1: Right, so what happens? It doesn't pee in there.
0: It doesn't pee in there. And then what you do is you make sure you take it outside lots of times to give it plenty of opportunity to go outside in the right place. And you stay with it outside. And whenever it piddles, you tell it what a wonderful okay. little doggy okay. it, it is. And give again. it a little treat again. All Feel right, thanks. Positive for reinforcement.
1: Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Okay, That's uh, Pete Weatherburn, our vet. Uh, Pete is from Bray Vet, all kind of in Bray. And he's got a website, which is PeteTheVet.com. Thanks, Pete. Thank you.